Welcome back to part two of our two-part interview with the brilliant and inspiring individuals from the nonprofit organization Start the Wave, Dominique Provost-Chockley and Randy Ramdeen. In part one of our hashtag random conversation with these two lovely human beings, we chatted about their own journeys regarding their relationship with nature, getting into environmentalism, sustainability, and animal rights, and talked about all the incredible work that they're doing at Start the Wave. If you missed it, I highly encourage you to listen to the episode before. In today's episode, we'll be diving deeper into the ideas and themes that Imperfect Eco Hero and Start the Wave have in common, like building community, empowering individuals, and destigmatizing perfectionism in activism. We even learn a bit about the brand new project that Start the Wave is working on, the incredible eco heroes that have inspired both Randy and Dom, and laugh about life and ourselves as we navigate this crazy world together. Hey, this is Jordan. And this is Mimi. And welcome to the Imperfect Eco Hero Podcast. The series that connects community, normalizes imperfections, and empowers heroes. I love when you talked about how for you, like just in general, when you're making these changes, it's okay to not get it right the first time and that it's okay to change it. A lot of what we're trying to do with Imperfect Eco, Eco Hero is to like normalize that notion of perfectionism because mm-hmm. that, yeah. I feel like that often is what limits and hold holds a lot of people back from making action is that fear of failure and that fear of um, not being perfect at all times. And, I, and how do you guys handle that sort of pressure of perfectionism, both being um, in the public eye, Randy, you with uh, like your entire political career and now in Start the Wave and Dom with Start the Wave and all of your other endeavors. Like, how do you guys like mentally, emotionally just like handle that pressure of perfectionism? Mm-hmm. This is a really big one for me. This has been a really big one for me. Uh, I am a recovering perfectionist. Um, very much so. And I held a lot of shame around the things that I, I'm not doing rather than like celebrating the wins and the things that I do do. Um, so when being in the public eye, there was this like, for a long time, this like fear of people actually figuring out that I'm not the thing that I am that that they are perceiving or seeing from that is a it's a portion of who I am and then behind that the all the imperfections and the stuff that I'm working on daily and so that very much shows up in regards to my environmental action and the 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 actions I was taking and the efforts I was making to send to to speak to the things that I cared about through Start the Wave and the messages that I was putting out there, then the person that I was, that I am, that is constantly evolving behind that, um, was making mistakes left, right, and center. And for the first part, I was like, oh, I have to hide that. Like, just to give you an example, because I think it's really important. And I love the fact that we're on the, this podcast so that we can actually talk about this stuff, because I think it's super important for people to, to hear and for us to normalize those imperfections. 
but like just to give you an example um I remember there was um a time not that long ago just during COVID where I had a reusable uh, I had a, a coffee when I got coffee out at a coffee shop with a friend and she took a video of me on that I was dancing around like a little fairy human and uh and she she took a video of me and I didn't realize and then she's like can I post this and my first like gut reaction was you can't post it it's got a coffee cup right Mm -hmm. and I am promoting and 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 mm, yeah I'm I'm I am promoting being as environmentally conscious as possible. And did I need to have that coffee? Probably not, but I chose to have it because I went out for coffee with my friend and that was the moment that was happening and, and whatever. But there was that, there's that like dilemma of like, Oh gosh, I don't, I, and, and now, I mean, over this has been, uh, you know, like in the past year, I think COVID has been very transformational for a lot of people. And I have done a hell of a lot of healing work and realized that, actually like it's so important to just understand our humanity and just say how human of me how human of me there's going to be moments loads of moments like that where yeah okay that's the choice I made in that moment and let's not hide it let's actually speak to it and say yeah every time I go and especially now during COVID it's very difficult to be really in integrity all the time because we've taken 10 steps backwards in regards to disposable products like it's so frustrating I would always have had my coffee mug that I would have got you know there would no no way would I have had a a a, you know disposable one so I think that also played into it right of like you know this is so not me I don't want people to think that this is me and that I'm promoting going out and getting a coffee in a in a disposable container um but I think yeah so in answer to your question that definitely shows up for me and wanting to um or I think fearing fearing that in some way but actually the more important lesson there I think is to just be really honest and in in integrity as, as much as you can in every moment and and lean into the imperfection of this journey and, and be honest with yourself and, um, and others. Because I think once we all come together from that place of going, yeah, I have, I have had to get coffees out sometimes now with reasons. How frustrating is this? Let's talk about it. What can we do? Is there a way that we can actually try and shift it back into the direction we want to can we speak to our local coffee places and say look we're we're done with this now are we over it like you know how can we or is it you know is there a conversation to be had is there is, is it just something we have to deal with for a bit like you know or do we make our coffees at home or like just having the conversations and opening the dialogue and and realizing that we are we are imperfectly human and that is um all part of the journey right nice yeah that's a good answer <laughs> yeah that's, no I think I think a lot of people have been in, in that exact predicament and yeah. yeah yeah definitely I definitely have for sure 
My, um, my experience was, um, in, with being imperfect, um, falls in line with veganism and the real, the realization that veganism isn't perfect either. Um, and I tried to, so I, when I became vegan, I was dating someone who was perfect, who tried to be perfect to do veganism perfectly, quote unquote. Um, and there was definitely problematic, uh, <laughs> problematic things about, about perfect quote unquote veganism. Um, but, um, but I, something happened and I can't remember exactly what happened. I was trying to, I was talking to a good friend of mine who was vegan, my coworker at the time. So like, I've kind of relied on her. She was my vegan guru. And, um, I, I think I said something of like, oh, well, I can't do this. I can't go to this person's house because I, you know, what if I know they're not going to understand. And I said, you know, what would you do in that situation? And she said to me, well, I think it was like a sandwich or something. And there was, there was something called Elsa Stein in the sandwich, which is made of duck feathers or human hair. It's an, it's a non-essential amino acid that goes into bread. <laughs> Your faces, all of your faces right now is hilarious. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, like Domino's Pizza. They have Elsa Stein in there. Um, it can it can be made from hog hair, duck feathers, or human hair. Yeah, yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> totally true. Well, um, it's so weird. Yeah. Um, really? Oh, yeah. And there's also there's also um, amylase, which can be from the pancreas of animals. Like there's lots of stuff that we don't realize is in there that it's from animals. Anyway, so I think I was I was feeling like trying to be per- perfect around veganism, and I said to my friend, "What would you do?" And she said, "I would have eaten it because your message is getting it's it's not getting across when you're a not making pe- people." Um, understand and feel and feel insulted personally, or uh, like to be to be honest. Sorry, um, you're you're they've tried to make something that you know you can eat, and they just happen to not realize that this is in there. And so, mm-hmm. I realized that I could apply that to just that it really really resonated me resonated with me that my message will get lost if I tried to be perfect in, in every aspect. So when it comes to veganism or environmentalism, when you're trying to, when, when you're trying for perfection, it just becomes unattainable. Like we were, what we're talking about and that really scares people off and it makes them not want to do it. Um, and so I just go back to that of, of, yeah, this isn't, uh, my message will get lost if I try to, um, try to be perfect or try to push people to be perfect. So you have to be speaking to myself, you know, you have to be compassionate with people when it comes to this stuff and you have to be compassionate. And with yourself. Yes, exactly. You have to be compassionate with yourself around making mistakes and having a coffee every once in a while, you know, we're not out there every single day, like, you know, going to Starbucks 10 times a day, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, we're living in a, an unprecedented times where, our option right now is to have takeout coffees and, and yeah. that's a very unfortunate part. And hopefully we can fix that when everything's done. Yeah, exactly. And being conscious, being conscious in our decisions. Yep. Like if, if you have an awareness of it and 
you know, consciously decide to do it because it makes sense for you in this moment. I think that's, that's a huge part of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Becoming conscious and being really, yeah, like you say, very kind, uh, gentle and compassionate to ourselves. Cause you know, that whole thing of you saying around, it's like, it's scaring other people off. Mm-hmm. I relate to that within myself. Like it's scaring me off of right. like, like, you know, I think Mimi said it like feeling like I have to be perfect. And then like, I'm so scared of fucking up. Excuse my language. I don't know if we can swear on this thing, but yeah. Over it. Like, <laughs> like, you know, so scared of messing up and then, and then it stops you from doing anything. And, and rather than just being like, okay, yeah. Well, what is, what is the conscious choice that I can make? And yeah, just going from there. There's actually a quote. Oh, sorry. Go for it, Jordan. I was just saying like a quick quote that would sum up everything you're saying. There was a quote I just read the other day that said like perfectionism instills shame, which is the enemy yeah. of growth. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly so it. So true. Love that. That I is love exactly that it. Quote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. I was going to say something that I love that both of you have included in all your answers is that there's two like really important elements. There's like the learning and the knowledge and the facts and getting that. But then there's also this other like emotional side that's just as important. And in order to like navigate environmentalism and to make change in your own life and the lives of others, you need both of that because you can't just be shouting facts at people because then they just like Mm -hmm. put a wall up or will get insulted or whatever it may be. Right. So it's so important to have that emotional connection Mm -hmm. as well as the facts. I I learned that Mm -hmm. as a, as a vegan as well, that once you, once you, become the angry vegan you are you're completely invalidated like yeah. you're like your your opinions are not heard and it's the same thing with any with any movement it's you you have to approach it in a very sensitive way and really understand like everyone's on their own journey right and we have to remember that we have traveled you know we're privileged enough to have the knowledge that we do and be where we mm-hmm. are to to know these things and not everyone says fortunate or is far, far along on the journey so i think you know having that compassion for that for those reasons is really important mm-hmm. i also That's think it. recognizing your own limitations too i know that for me has been a big process i suffer from um a bowel disease so for me i can't eat anything with fiber which yeah. has made switching to veganism so difficult because mm-hmm. most protein alternatives are very high in fiber and so i've like gotten very sick trying and testing them out and I've like come to the realization that for some some days I'm just gonna I like I, I can't go fully vegan and, and that was something that was definitely affecting my own mental health I was like the biggest thing we can do as a person is to go vegan and like my mm. body physically can't handle it and I was like well that's great now what am I supposed what am I supposed to do and I definitely was hard on myself for no reason because I couldn't control it but I thought I just wasn't trying hard enough Mm. Um, but it's that idea of like people acknowledging that like some changes that you make you're going to be limited in 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 a number of ways and I don't think people emphasize it enough when we're talking about making positive changes for some people it's it's not going to look the same not only in terms of like when you get there but even the way you show up totally Mm -hmm. yeah and I was just curious if either speaking to that if yeah. either of you have um, faced those limitations and some of the changes that you've tried to make. Oh, for sure. <laughs> go ahead, Dom. No, you go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just really glad that you're bringing this up, Jordan, because one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot recently 
especially as we're diving into, you know, really looking at our privilege, as Brandy has spoken to so eloquently and noticing where, you know, that we have the ability to be healthy and vegan. And that is awesome. And that is not the case for everyone. And there are, we have just such a wide range and spectrum of different individuals that are on different journeys, from different backgrounds, different, like, um, yeah, different paths. And I think it's super important, especially when talking about veganism, to really listen to your body. Like the, it is, you know, very important as you were saying, Mimi, the, the, um, intellectual component, the, the facts, the, the, the knowledge of like the changes that need to happen in order for us to make change and to, um, hopefully turn the ship around that is heading in a very scary direction right now. And so it's like, great, you need to take those changes we also need to make sure that we don't abandon ourselves in the process, but actually like heal and nourish ourselves truly like in the, the best way that we can so that we can show up as the most healthy humans to continue all the other fights that we have going on at the same time. So I've just been, um, thinking about that and I don't have any like huge insights or anything but what I would just like to echo back is how um yeah it's we are we all have different makeups and different bodies and it's equally as important to listen to what your body needs and and really enter into a strong relationship with yourself to listen to okay actually like I'm I this is feels like my body really needs this particular thing. And I, I, I am starting to think that like veganism can look many different ways actually for different people. And um, the purest mentality, um, which you were speaking to Randy, I don't think is the way that, that is going to get us to where we need to be. And especially when there's judgment and shame around it, that is just the enemy. Um, I really um hope that people that are listening and when they hear you know maybe they're not vegan and they're talking here about all these people talking about veganism and that there's no shame attached because it's the most destructive emotion possible and actually if we came from like like you say we're all on different parts of the journey some people may not even want to go full vegan but they may make they may shift their diet and make loads of really great changes, but they might still eat fish because they live by a river and they go out and they, that's their food sources. They go out into the lake or the river or whatever, and they get their fish. And that is the most sustainable way of them eating and nourishing their bodies rather than going to the supermarket and getting things that have been flown over from somewhere else that in every situation there are so many different components to be thought about in order to make the decision that makes the most sense for the environment and for all right Randy right I'm just like yes preach yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I um, I echo that um, that and, and add to that. Like, yeah, it's um, not just a matter of your body too. It's your your privilege and what you what you have access to. And so you know, and I I've said this I've said definitely said this a million times. Like the problem you know, when you, when you have that purist mentality and you're like, you know, lentils for the win, but you're saying it to someone who is an indigenous and they don't have access to clean water. Um, how are you going to, how are you going to boil your lentils and, and, you know, without, without, well, I think it, it costs a lot of money to get um, like bottled water for some indigenous communities here in Canada, even. Um, and so you're, you're telling people to, you know, to try to like have a diet that consists of that, when it's much easier to go out, like Dom said, and hunt and and uh, get your own meal from that. Um, but I will say, I think uh, the problem is capitalism. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think you yep. might be right there. There's a little bit right there. On the nose. And that's what we have to fight. <laughs> You can't hate the player. You have to hate the game. Our, yeah. Like our system is inherently imperfect. So I don't know why we're all forced to be imperfect in the system. That's probably more imperfect than we are. So yeah, I totally. Mm -hmm. Randy and I have a thing where we are starting to like when we get annoyed at ourselves if we don't show up in the way that we want to in the moment because of our conditioning that we I was going to say blast, blast what, what, how would you say it? Like, that's the word I'm looking for. Like we. F for society. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, we focus on our frustrations to yeah. the, to yeah. Systematic conditioning or the society or mm -hmm. capitalism or whatever it yeah. is and name that being the problem rather than putting the blame on ourselves mm -hmm. because then it separates like, yeah, us with what, how we have, world that we've been brought up into and the things yeah. that we're trying to unlearn and undo compassion like we've been conditioned in yeah. this world to be a certain way to act a certain way and then when we we get really upset with ourselves it's like no actually f society they're the ones that screwed us <laughs> yeah <up." laughs> exactly yeah i was gonna say going back down to what you were saying about perfectionism like i think that is definitely like a, a symptom of capitalism just we're so conditioned to be this like cog in a production mm -hmm. machine right and that like yes. we're so trained that like productivity and and the finished product and the final product and this beauty of the thing that's what's important right and so like every time I get caught up in my own like perfectionism I always mm -hmm. have to like draw myself back and be like no like I'm not giving into this capitalistic system nice. yeah good for you that's exactly it yeah just this obsession with product and outcome and mm -hmm. the drive that is instilled into us to be able to work in that way is it takes a lot of a lot of um undoing and a lot of like constant checking in with why am I why am I doing this like this is actually a pro this is programming and this is conditioning and is this the most most healthy and sustainable mm -hmm. way for me to show up Mm -hmm. more like nine times out of ten for me personally I can only speak for myself but like absolutely not and slowing down and there is something to that that old slowing down in there mm -hmm. <laughs> uh -huh. slow and steady 
I was going to say, what helps you guys, um, like take the time to be so reflective? Cause I don't know too many people, at least in my personal life who, who on a, on a regular basis, check in like that and look at the bigger picture. Do you guys find that? I know Dom, you mentioned meditation. Have, do you find that's been what's really helpful on this journey? Like, yes, actually, um, meditation and healing practices have been huge in my my personal journey I think for me I've been doing a lot of breath work recently and that's breath work just just so just in case any of our listeners are unaware of what breath work is yeah it's we um I practice a type of breath work called breath wave and it is a conscious connected breath so you're learning to breathe into the full capacity of your body which is something that we have all forgotten how to do because of the systems and society that we have been brought into that we each have a very unique breathing pattern that is actually reflective of the way that we show up in the world so people that breathe like shallow into their chest and don't breathe down into their their gut um often might not be very grounded and like there's there's the real correlation between the way that we breathe and um the way that we are and navigate through the world and so by learning to breathe into your entire being and like sort of um flatten out the kinks and allow the breath to actually flow through us um, and circulate that life force energy it helps to access any stuck energy that may come from trauma um, repression emotional blocks and it helps them come to the surface and release so that we are able to heal and it has been very transformative for me and it also that's just one of the things it regulates the nervous system. It helps you get into the parasympathetic rather than the sympathetic nervous system. We're always in this state of like, we were just talking about maybe that overdrive of constantly having to achieve and stuff. Like we're constantly in the sympathetic nervous system. Whereas entering into the parasympathetic is that rest recuperate, um, this, this, the state that our nervous system is when we are, um, resting. And we are able, and the only way that you can heal is if you are in that state of rest. The body can't heal when we are in that sort of heightened sympathetic nervous state. And so, but through the breath, uh, in breath wave, we, um, it is done in ceremony. And um, one of the things that I have found how it has sort of really helped my deepening into this work is we we actually like say prayers to the earth and to all of the elements and so you start to develop relationship with like fire for example fire and what does fire teach us and the earth what does the earth teach us and then water like what what is it that water teaches us? What are the lessons of water? And these are indigenous practices that are, you know, I just think the most 
it's just such important medicine during this time to actually start listening to the wisdom of the earth and so the the spiritual nature that has come from those practices um, has helped me enter into right relationship with our surroundings and therefore makes me want to show up in the best way that I can and it I, I think I hit another piece to it too is that I think for me spirituality is helps us to, to really see our interconnectedness so it is a, a way in to yeah to seeing our interconnectedness and when we when we do tap into that and realize that we are all influencing each other all the time and that we are all we are one then you start realizing that you are a puzzle piece in something bigger and then it's like well what what kind of puzzle piece do I want to be what kind of what kind of cog do I want to be and how what are the actions that need to be taken in order to um do my bit I can't follow that up very well. <laughs> what puzzle piece are you, Randy? <laughs> um, well, I, I'm a, so I, I as I, I, Jordan, I think that you said you watched the panel, the spirituality panel. I don't know if Mimi you watched it as well, but um, so I, as you learned in that, I'm not a religious person but I do believe in the connection of human beings. And like Dom was talking about, we're all connected. Um, and what I, what really keeps me motivated and really, really reminds me what I'm doing, that I'm doing the right thing is seeing the change happen with the people that I am engaged with. Um, so, you know, it educating them on like my, my friend, one of my best friends now, she, buys reusable um, reusable paper towels and biodegradable products. And she is all in love with the toothbrush that I bought her as well. Um, and it's moved to her husband. You know, he called me one day. He's like, hey, can we go to Kensington Market? I need to get some bio stuff. And I was like, yes, this is great. And it's, it's watching the shifts happen with people is what keeps me inspired. You know, yeah, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Two themes that both Imperfect Ego Hero and Start the Wave have in common is this emphasis on building community and the focus on empowering individuals to be their own change makers or wave makers, as we're now going to call it, if you don't yes. mind, Dom. Oh, please. Uh, what do you think or why do you think both are so crucial and sometimes lacking for making long, making a long lasting difference within the environmental movement? Oh, yes. Two, like, just super important things. I think that um, when we are part of something bigger, we feel, and we feel connected to others that are on a similar journey to us, it helps us feel a sense of belonging. And I, yeah, I think that that's like a huge part of what being human is and so for us we really want to um, put a lot of emphasis on the, the, the building of our community so that um, we don't feel as alone in, in the process and we don't feel like 
the only crazy one in the village that's trying to, you know, implement changes in certain places in the world. And and actually through this amazing tool that we now have of the internet, like using it to raise the vibration and create those connections so that we can say like, hey, I'm doing exactly the same thing in Sydney. Like, oh my gosh, like teach me. Like, did you did you run up against any any issues when you were trying to implement this? Like, and then we can help one another and support one another so that we stay engaged and stay excited about the prospect of creating change rather than getting swamped into the negative, which can so very easily happen. And I have very much felt the weight of it a lot. My dad was uh, is is an activist in the UK, and when I was growing up, um, before I left home, he was often talking about just how messed up the world was and how we're all doomed. Essentially, it's all go- is going downhill, and there's nothing we can do. Or not that there's nothing we can do, but just really like unsure of what. The more he learned, the more he was like, it is we're in a really, really bad way, Dom. And I was just like, I don't really know what to do with all this information on my own. And I think that as we have developed our team, Rans, I think this past however long, especially during COVID and supporting one another through the journey and building closer relationships, like it's really shown me the strength of when you put awesome people together Mm-mm. that have a similar mission yeah. shit gets done yeah and it's like yes and then it's so exciting and we're building something together I'm sure I'm curious to hear about for you how it's been too building the imperfect eco hero but how much like it helps to make those connections and and build upon that yeah does anyone want to jump in and talk about community before I speak to the other piece of the question I was going to say this actually came up in our conversation with Laura, who's back to earth. So another start the wave um, friend Mm, and yeah, yeah. Just this idea of like you, like you can do work on your own, but it's the work that you do in community and a part of community that really will have impacts and that will, will just like make you feel good. Like the, the work alone can make you feel very isolated and can get you to be very frustrated with yourself, but the community work, that's where the real like empowerment is. Mm-hmm. You know, what I was going to say is what I found really interesting about like reaching out to people is that how many people feel the exact same way about uh, like what we're dealing with. I know we recently talked to Crystal Ambrose, the um, yeah, Bahamas. The, the Baha- yeah. She single-handedly got the Bahamas to ban all single use plastics. And like, she's developed um, kids programs to like teach them about how to make a difference and like how to reach out to policymakers. Like she's incredible. Sorry. The Italian in me keeps whacking this microphone. Um, um, <laughs> um, but I remember we reached out and we made a post about her and she was like, thanks for highlighting me. Like you totally didn't have to, I'm so not an eco hero. And I was like, you got the Bahamas to ban single use plastic. You're not an eco hero. She's like, yeah, I feel imperfect all the time. Like, I feel like I'm not making a difference. I was like, Lord help the rest of us. I've done, I've done nothing. I think I threw out my cup in the wrong bin and she's got (laughs) Bahamas to ban all single use plastic. And it was just cool Mm -hmm. that like someone 
someone who's making such a big difference feels just as insecure and anxious mm-hmm. and feels like they're not making a difference too. And that's been really nice because we've had a lot of people reach out to us saying that we're inspiring them. And I was like, are you sure it's us or our guests who are talking? And so it's been, uh, I don't know, really hopeful. But but it's like, that's the thing, right? It's like, it is a domino effect and it's the waves that we're talking about. It's the ripples that are created. And, and, and if we add in connection to that too, of like putting, joining forces or, you know, strong being stronger together like it's so awesome that you were then able to hold space for the Bahamas project to then be able to spread their message that then has an impact and and it just continues growing like that so I like literally think about it as like if we have the world like because we have the internet as such an amazing tool like just creating this like web of change makers or wave makers all around the globe that then together it just it helps raise the vibrations of it and, and bring in hope like you say yeah. it's like like oh actually we don't have to look far to see meg says this on um my kind of people the podcast um she says you don't actually have to look far to find people that are doing amazing work beautiful people and if we just connect them all you know yeah. that creates a huge movement of awesome awesome beings um and I think it just amplifies the change that we're able to make. Mm-hmm. You want to hear something really random? <laughs> Sorry. Hashtag random. Every time yeah, I say yeah. random now, um, this is going to, this is like, it's going to start off off topic, but it's going to come back. I swear it will come right around. Do you know what the name Waverly means? Just out of curiosity. Hmm. No. So it means meadow of aspen trees. And so aspen trees are really cool. They're the tree that's known as the hero tree. And people would seek out aspen trees to um, protect themselves and not from other people, but from their own inner demons. So, um, (gasps) yeah. Yeah. And so so people would actually seek out aspen trees to become like use their truth, use their wisdom, overcome those demons to then become the person they're meant to be, which is what I find so crazy about this whole experience is, is that um, start the wave is like, our aspen tree it's like a safe community for us to kind of work on our own Mm. inner demons to become the people we want to be but what's so cool about waverly is it's not just one tree it's a meadow of aspen trees so what's so cool about aspen trees is they they're also known to like spread the the word of god like love community and compassion so so i think it's kind of like almost like it was meant to be like i always see this as like we're just an aspen tree in in waverly's meadow of aspen trees because wow. i love that Jordan. because waverly yeah. was like your aspen tree and then you yeah. started start the wave and so what i love about just this whole message in general because i feel like this is just really it blew my mind when i found it out um it, it, is it's just like um what's so co- great about the work that you're doing is you're not just um inspiring people to be better versions of themselves it's like taking that and then using it to be that for other people and so I thought I'd just throw that tidbit in because when I found that out, this is exactly what we're talking about. We're just an wow. aspen tree in in Waverly's meadow of aspen trees. Wow, that is amazing. And I can't believe I didn't know that before. And it really is. It just, again, it's just more proof that all of this was absolutely supposed to, to go this way. Yeah, you know? right? And like Waverly was, as you say, just like just such a huge inspiration to me. And, um, 
Yeah, I love that so much. And it's like as well, like you imagine this meadow full of trees. It's like we're all in this together and, you know, we're all equals and strong and have roots and, ah, oh, like it just, that's such mm-hmm. a beautiful image. Right. And trees are so great because they're all about regrowth too, which is, I think, so true about just our, like everyone's journey in general mm-hmm. and like just their own battles with their inner demons. It's going to come again and again. Mm-hmm. And it's all about just constantly like finding your, your space and like mm-hmm. overcoming those demons and being your own hero tree, which is what I love so much about finding out that Aspen trees are known as the hero tree is mm-hmm. that they're like the hero of their own lives, which is, I think something mm-hmm. that we, a lot of us don't often focus on um it's like saving ourselves first before um Mm. helping save other people yes i just love that love it beautiful yeah sorry segue i just i figured that is so important are you kidding me that's like yes lift that up like what a beautiful like lesson and how it's so interesting we all get something completely different like because of it's our own unique experience and like from from this just the most mad like when you actually like put it out like that it's like what a what what a turn of events you know what a turn of events of like one thing leading to the next and like I mean Waverly was just such a savior in my life I just she just changed like fundamentally shifted something for me and um and just inspired like just the whole yeah wow sorry I don't really have any very many words I'm just sort of like processing what you're saying and it's it kind of blows my mind to tell you the truth of of how we've got to this place and where we continue going and now seeing like the amazing work that you're doing and how you are going to inspire so many people and then we're just going to keep continue growing this community Into the big meadow of aspen trees yeah, yeah. But it's also cool that that's what you took from her too and decided to continue, like, mm-hmm. so literally start the wave, like Waverly's literally going to help save the world, just one tree at a time. So, mm-hmm. really And isn't it funny that start the wave and then Waverly, like it's, it's very, I thought you did it on purpose. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was kind of on purpose. Interesting. It kind of wasn't, was it? Oh, interesting. Okay. No, not really. Like oh, okay. I, I think. I mean, it, I remember thinking that's quite funny that, that waves and Waverly and it's all very wave linked. makers, wave makers, all that stuff. But I don't, I, it was more about like, I, I remember initially when I was looking for a name, I came from like wave makers or like, uh, not wave makers, um, uh, not start the wave, but like making waves. Like it was going to be something to do with making waves because of just like the ripple effect, because that was really what was coming through from that sort of like the planting the seed and it growing and and it creating ripples. So it's like, yeah, wave, wave makers, like something like that. And then of course there was just so much stuff on the internet about wave makers and whatever. And when you go through the process of trying to find a name for something, like you have to go through a whole bunch of stuff before you get to the actual ones. <laughs> That you land on and I'm so glad that it ended up where it, you know the name is it is exactly what it was always supposed to be um and and yes it's there is this kind of a like nice little nod of of Waverly in there too and in a kind of subtle way but there was never intentional hmm. did not know that mm-hmm. but that's cool 
Yeah. Sorry, not to take away. We can go back to community now. So it's reminding me, Rans, real quick, of like in the part over the past. I mean, how long has it been since we've known each other? Five years. Close. <laughs> really? So when that was the first time? Holy five uh, years. But we anyway, our relationship is yeah, and we've um got closer more recently and developed like our friendship and the amount of time the amount of times that having conversation with Randy about my activism how much that has influenced and helped me see the way that I I do want to show up has been huge and that's that community piece and that empowering individuals like having Randy reflect back to me that I am an activist for example was huge and like being like I don't know if I can identify as an activist and Randy's like what you know and it's like that same thing with Bahamas project them saying to you like I'm not an eco hero and you're like uh excuse me and it's, it's through those it's through those reflections and those connections that we lift each other up yeah I think and I I, yeah I've very much felt that within our relationship and I hope that I will continue to lift you up and tell you how amazing you are and the work that you do because it's so apparent to me right and sometimes we need those relationships to be able to see our own light Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that um I really don't think that people can do it on their own I mean, Crystal did it, but she did it with the support of people, you know, people on right, her yeah. side telling her. That In she, community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like encouraging her being like, yeah, yeah, like go for it. You know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just guessing, but, but the reason I am where I am is because I had that support at some point in time, you know, and, you know, same mm-hmm. thing with you, Dom, you're, you've stepped into your activist activism, your activist title, with that support so it's like yes you know the individual it's it's really important for their you know to to take those steps but I think that community is the thing that backs you in taking those steps Mm -hmm. yes and really really exciting um bit of information like we're really building at the moment the community piece and we've we're creating a platform to be able to really uh, connect people and um, and and really create that sense of community. So I'm I'm just like ee! like what we've you know hearing that you've spoken to other start the way funded projects and that you've made those connections with Laura and you know already organically is just like the most exciting thing, right? Because we're essentially doing exactly what we are talking about that building community but then being able to actually like bring a home you know and offer a home to and and a real safe container for all of that awesome stuff to to go down it's like it's really exciting and I think that intention was there but I don't think we quite envisioned have the how it would look yeah Right. And we were just weren't quite there yet in the evolution of we didn't have the tools or the, the bandwidth. And now we're at a place mm. where we're like, we can actually do this and we can visualize it. And through our connections, 
within our mini community, the team, like we have been able to have those conversations about what's important and belonging and how, how we can um, offer that to the community. And yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's important just to like, just do it, just act, you know, like don't Mm -hmm. sit and think and flesh out all these details, just get started. And all of this other beautiful stuff will come, right. Just as you're saying. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Find yourself some good people who will also encourage you. Mm -hmm. I was going to say a lot of the start the wave groups, not just Laura, a lot of them have been really amazing and super supportive online like we all share each other's contents they constantly reach out asking to help we've had the other laura too from kintsugi on um like everyone's been like crazy supportive like people will constantly reach out um asking how you're doing yeah like it's like you guys have definitely helped foster a community just within the first round of funded projects for sure yeah that's awesome to hear Yay. Yay. You did it. Um, but I'm excited to see what's coming uh down the line for Start the Wave 2. Like, do we have any idea when we could see those? The community. (laughs) There's a heavy lift that's about to happen. Danielle and I are communicating about that and realizing that there's gonna be some a lot of work that goes into it. Um, I don't know when the we will actually see it up and running, but it's like really cogs are in motion. We're in full nice. swing now. So That's the platform's exciting. been chosen. We're going through the process of setting it all up. We have two amazing new volunteers that are have lots of experience in community building and we're all putting our heads together. So that's definitely coming. To be to be determined. I Fair. don't want to give you a date because I've got no idea. I'll be plucking out my ass. <laughs> no idea. No, no, just just in order to keep people excited over like more yeah. new changes that are coming. Um, like start the wave yeah. way. Const- the constant evolution of mm-hmm. start the wave is the way I see it. It's just yeah, we're continuously growing and finding ways to create more change, more of an impact for all of the communities that we can all be in community together too. Like Mm -hmm. I'm super excited to have a start the wave profile and be able to like, see what's going on and support you in the ways that I can. And, you know, like that's just such an, such an exciting prospect. Mm -hmm. Especially after COVID too. I think, I think a lot of people are craving, yeah, community and connection, or at least I definitely am for sure. Totally. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Jordan, I started this, so you can wrap her up. Let's do it. Okay. Considering you guys are our role models, we're curious if you guys have anyone in particular that was like super inspiring on on your own environmental journey or like a group, a person, groups of people. Um, we're just curious who 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 were your eco heroes. Mm-hmm. You want to go first, Terence? Sure. Um, mine was Elizabeth May, hands down. Um, she's one of my one of my good friends um but she's just such a warrior for um the environment and uh and she's done it she has been an activist since she was seven years old with her with her parents and she's she's fought against um the the patriarchy her her whole, whole career and uh and misogyny and and she's done such a good job and, and she, um, uh, has been nominated the, the best parliamentarian. Um, mm. yeah, uh, a, a couple times, I think, 
but she she just is so inspiring and so classy especially when you know her personally um she yeah she she really in in every way that she can walks the walk um mm. she got married on earth day to her her husband and they had teslas that took them away and you know she walks around with her little reusable napkins and so she mm. really she really lives a life as best she can and so she's uh she's near you dom so mm. if, you, if you ever want to meet elizabeth <laughs> cool she sounds pretty epic i know it's gonna say yeah she's, yeah she's pretty awesome but but she is one of the big people who inspired me definitely um and dom also inspires me for making this start the wave and wanting to make these changes <laughs> i see that you're <laughs> dom's face when you said that <laughs> like what are you talking about yeah. really yes mm-hmm. um, you inspire me um for wanting to make this community to make these changes of course yeah, yeah that's why i wanted to be a part of start the wave because it was it was just so inspiring to me Thank you. Goodness, for for me, um, the person who's popping up uh, is Elliot Page. Elliot Page was is a huge inspiration uh, to me, and their documentary um, "There's Something in the Water." Um, I think. For me personally, just because of my journey with having a platform and having a, for want of a better term, influence, the influence that comes with having a platform that people are listening to, um, it was it was huge to see somebody with that amount of influence actually use his voice to really spread some truths about what is going on and um and use that power and that privilege uh wisely and I am constantly inspired by that and it's uh it's scary too like sometimes when I just because because I'm so inspired by that there's um there's a piece of me that is clearly so called to that real activism that activist work and um and yeah of course there's there's the the inner demons and the things that we need to to work with at the same time um to get to that place and so I'm just that yeah he's been a, a definitely a a beacon of light of going you know we aspire we aspire to that for sure of being able to really just speak to things in a way that cuts through all the shit and just yeah and and just be really really authentic and in the truth um yeah so Elliot Page definitely is a big one for me nice those are two great ones yeah really Mm -hmm. good both Canadian too yeah I was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) didn't even think of that yet would you guys consider yourself eco heroes? Just out of curiosity. Imperfect. I, I was just eco-heroes. about to say imperfect, Tom. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Love that. Yes, definitely an imperfect eco hero for sure. Well, welcome yeah. to the community. Yeah. <laughs> <That's the hyphen. laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thanks everyone for, oh, sorry. Go for it. If there's no, no, no. I, no. yeah, I was just <laughs> literally just before we jumped on my housemate was like, Oh, what's the podcast you're doing? It's like imperfect eco heroes. And she was like, Oh, that's amazing. Like she oh. loved it so much. And so when you ask, like, are you an eco-hero? The, the thing that is so awesome about the title Imperfect Eco-Hero is that we are we are all doing our best, but we are all imperfect in that journey. And, and so, yes, I'm an imperfect eco-hero and I'm a proud, imperfect eco-hero. <laughs> I love that. Love that. Well, yeah. thank you so much. No, thank you. Yeah, I was gonna say thank you. Yeah, yeah you guys, no, both of you are such a pleasure to chat with. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Likewise, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's totally our pleasure, and just keep doing this amazing work that you're doing. It's so inspiring. Oh, I can't even you. tell you. It just, <laughs> I mean, it's a lot because it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like it sometimes. At least, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. In between interviewing people, I'm like, are we doing enough? I yeah, think that's very normal and very human and I can relate to that feeling so well so much like just constantly feeling like am I doing enough am I doing it right is this is this okay you know just those mm-hmm. layers of self-doubt but you're doing freaking amazing yeah you're amazing creating waves deal. yeah we're wave makers wave makers yeah mm-hmm. yeah self-celebration exactly. everyone needs a bit more of it Maybe not everyone, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> I was going to say not environmentalists, yeah, like... eco heroes, imperfect yeah. eco heroes, imperfect yeah. heroes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, thank thank you guys for thank you so everything. much. Yeah, we're here because so of you. Welcome. So so thanks for this. So yeah. yay! Thanks for listening to this episode of Imperfect Eco Hero. Stay connected with us through our Instagram at imperfect underscore ecohero or email us at imperfectecohero at gmail.com. If you want to learn more about our podcast or see resources related to this episode, visit our website imperfectecohero.com.